Hello, everyone, and welcome to United Teachers of Lowell's Straight Talk podcast. This is Amy Bisson here with Mickey Dumont. We're the hosts of this weekly podcast produced by and for members of the United Teachers of Lowell. In our weekly podcast, you'll hear about local, state, and national issues that affect our members. You'll also hear about some of the accomplishments of our members, and we'll keep you up to date with news and decisions that impact all of us. The United Teachers of Lowell continues to press city and school officials about some facility issues that impact our students and our members. In today's podcast, Mickey and I update members about what has transpired since Paul, Mickey, and several of our executive board members attended a Lowell Board of Health meeting on December 5th, 2018. While we realize that the issues with HVAC in our school facilities have developed over a long period of what Paul calls benign neglect, we want to hear about contingency plans for when the heating and cooling systems make learning environments untenable. Today, we'll bring you up to date with what the UTL has continued to advocate for, some new developments, and some news our members can use as we open 2019. So, Mickey, let's talk to people about uh, a little bit about that December 5th meeting. You were there. Sure. <clears throat> I was there, and I think there were six uh, UTL executive board members at the meeting. Mm-hmm. There were representatives from the school department. There were representatives from the city side departments. Uh, the city manager was there, uh, along with the Board of Health team or committee. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, pretty well represented by the four different groups. The main issue I think that Paul wanted to get across at that meeting was specifically not to point fingers at anyone because all of us know that this problem has existed for years. It sure has. It's it's just coming to to the forefront now because it's more severe than it's ever been. Even though in early fall uh, we were advised that the heating issues would be minimal at best this year. It, it so far hasn't turned out to be that way because of, as Paul has pointed out, the benign neglect. And Paul often refers to the Collins report, which actually made, you know, very serious recommendations on how to deal with all of this. We found out, Amy, so far, it's only early winter right now that uh, we've had really some very serious issues at a number of our schools. Mm-hmm. And it, what we're doing now, thankfully to you, Amy, for creating that heat survey that was opened up this morning, we're trying to actually be more decisive and uh, be able to pinpoint exactly where the uh, serious problems are right. so that we can bring that to the uh, different parties to get attention to those as soon as possible. And it allows the city with their funds, and they know they need to fix this, but this will allow them to triage the worst cases and move along the chain of of what's happened. Which is one of the reasons we're doing this podcast today, is to bring attention to our members the importance and the immediacy of having members 
complete this survey mm -hmm. by the end of day on Friday. Yes, yes, because, well, well, well we need to back up a little bit because mm -hmm. over the time period since that uh, initial meeting with the Board of Health on December 5th and right now today, mm -hmm. Uh, Paul and other UTL members, uh, UTL board members, have been in touch with several different um, uh, State Department, uh, Mass Department of Labor. We've been assigned someone to work with UTL to kind of get things moving in the right direction more quickly. We don't have any doubt that uh, Manager Donahue really wants this resolved. But it is going to take time, and in that interim period, when the city is trying to figure out what to do and putting things out to bid and other things that they need to do fiscally, uh, we need to know what to tell members about how they should handle things when they walk into a classroom and it's 50 degrees. Mm -hmm. And that really is dependent on what level you're teaching, correct? That's correct. Not only what level, but, you know, in years past, we did have a kind of uh, emergency procedure mm -hmm. where if, if something occurred at one building, the students could then be transported to another building yes. in the interim until whatever the emergency was was repaired or fixed. Uh, that hasn't happened too much lately, and that was one of Paul's key questions at the Board of Health meeting. He was looking for an answer. He didn't get an answer, not that I heard. Um, what do schools, what should schools be expected to do in the event of an emergency? Mm -hmm. We just had uh, the high school, the freshman academy part. We had the green out school that was out of heat for two days. Those students and staff suffered in 50-degree temperatures for a minimum two days, um, that's not acceptable. No, it's not. It's not safe for the students, and it's not acceptable to expect professionals to work in that kind of environment. Or students to learn. Or students to learn. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. So, I mean, if we think, just think about it uh, since the beginning of the cold weather, it would be interesting to know exactly how many days have been lost mm -hmm. to students and staff, be. yeah. uh, because I, I think it's it's quite a substantial number, and that's what we need to get a handle on uh, as soon as possible. Now I know the uh, the representative from the Mass Department of Labor Standards that is working with us on this, is actually taking a look at the Collins report to try to gather pertinent information that can be used when uh, they, the State Department meets, the Mass Department meets with the city side and school department officials uh, sometime this month, early mm -hmm. this month. Mm -hmm. So all the more reason for our staff members to complete this survey by end of day on Friday, end of work day on Friday. Yes, the, we've been actually requested to have some con more concrete data. Mm -hmm. We've certainly supplied them with what our members have told us via phone or email or any other way, but um, this is kind of a good way to summarize what has happened in our school buildings, in our facilities, so that... Um, you know, and we have the survey yeah. set up such that we can pinpoint which buildings yes. are in serious need. Also, I think we noticed from one of our last surveys that it's it's not effective enough if only one or two people respond mm -hmm. to the survey from a school because 
within individual schools, you can have uh, classrooms that are 50 degrees, and next to it there's a classroom that's 85 to 90 degrees. Yes, and that I have heard of that actually this morning happened. Oh, so, okay, yeah. Um, there are there's schools. There's a number of schools facing that. Yeah, 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 where the heat is totally out of whack and needs to be fixed. And not only for the students' comfort, although to me that's the most important reason, but energy-wise, oh. the city must be wasting a lot of uh, money on... And you can almost tell too, Amy, because <clears throat> when you drive by some of the schools, you can see all the windows thrown mm -hmm. open. Mm -hmm. because the classrooms are so hot. Yeah. So we have two opposite ends of the spectrum here, rooms that are too hot and rooms that are too cold. Neither one of them is optimal for yeah. Not good healthy. learning. Not healthy. No. So again, we, we're going to ask our members if you uh, would please by Friday... Answer the Survey Monkey survey. I'm not going to mention the link here because it is closed. It is a survey from UTL members only, and we know that our podcast does go out to the wider world. Uh, however, the link can be found on the closed Facebook group for UTL, and it was also or will also be published again in Five for Friday, which is our email blast that goes out. So you'll see that you saw it last Friday in a special edition that we put out, and it'll come out again this coming Friday on its regular schedule. And uh, members, we really encourage you to answer that survey so that we have some concrete data to bring to the Mass Department of Labor. And you know what's also great about this survey, Amy, is that it is asking staff members to reflect back on the two-week period before mm -hmm. the holiday break. So we will get input from each school, and hopefully a number of of staff members will report from each school. We'll get very specific information from each school in the district going back two weeks before the holiday, right up until this morning when they came back when to they school. came back, exactly. And then what happens between now and Friday? Yes, yes. So we do ask you to complete that survey to help us help you by providing some very concrete data to the Mass Department of Labor, to the city, to the school department, and to the UTL. Just a quick question, Amy. Is there any value in having one response from one school? Uh, Data-wise, I would say no, because okay. that you, you don't know if that's an outlier or if that's a general trend. Okay. So the more data we have, the more people who are willing to respond, the better. Okay. It makes the survey data more valid and strong. Okay. So um, again, if you know of somebody who doesn't uh, get our Get Active eBlast, uh, we're going to talk about that in a moment, but please share the survey link with them. We are asking that if you do, and we hope you will, respond to this survey, you do it on a non-school department uh, electronic device. Mm -hmm. That would be use your own personal cell phone, personal laptop, computer, tablet, whatever. And please do not use the school network to respond to the survey. You can, I'm sure, get it, but um, because of public records laws, it's uh, cleaner if everybody uses a personal device and a personal network. Correct. 
And we, we will be glad to share this data with our members, you know, once we've crunched through it all and uh, gotten something that's easily understood. Um, it, it won't happen overnight, but we'll be happy to share that with people as well. Now, we mentioned that the survey itself, uh, the link itself is published on the UTL closed Facebook page. Correct. Mickey, how do people get on that Facebook group if they aren't already? Well, uh, first of all, they, they should already be a member of Facebook and have their own page, their own account. From there, they can search for United Teachers of Lowell and ask to join the group. And then one of the administrators of the UTL Facebook page will, once they've checked to make sure that they are members, will admit them to the group. Great. So you can keep up to date in using Facebook and social media in that way. Correct. Um, if you are part of Get Active, which is our email system mm -hmm. where we email to our members, mm -hmm. um, you should be getting these e-blasts on an every other Friday basis. And there may be an occasional uh, email message that goes out in between, but that's our regular way of contacting you by email. Mm -hmm. If you don't see one, and you know you've been in Get Active before, we know that Comcast and Gmail sometimes has an algorithm that shoots those emails into a junk or spam folder. Mm -hmm. So check it and take it out of there, and then you should be set going forward. Mm -hmm. If you're not part of Get Active and you would like to be, uh, we know our building reps are collecting email addresses and phone numbers for both Get Active and Hustle, which is a phone system for emergencies. But uh, if your email isn't yet in our system, you can reach us at UTL495communications. That's all one word, no spaces. UTL495communications at gmail.com and we can add you in within seconds so that you can keep up to date with us on Get Active as well. So I think that brings everybody kind of up to date with the heating issue mm -hmm. and the communications. Mm -hmm. We had a couple of other things that are ongoing. We have a couple of building meetings that are coming up with UTL, some 10 minute meetings. Um, they start, it looks like next week, January 10th. That, that would be the first one at the Daily School. Mm -hmm. Then we have already established January 17th at the Maury and January 23rd at the Washington. Now, in the meantime, we're going to be scheduling other schools within those same weeks. So if, you're, if you haven't been scheduled yet, you will be, and hopefully we'll have, you know, been able to visit every school by the end of this month. Great. That's awesome. And then uh, another thing that we're just bringing to your radar is that um, the Group Insurance Commission, that's the insurance... GIC. Yeah, GIC. <laughs> that's the insurance that the city uh, offers to all members and retirees. The Group Insurance Commission is in the process of setting their new policy for 2019 and their new rates for 2019. Mm -hmm. And as part of that process, they've scheduled three listening sessions mm -hmm. across the Commonwealth. Mm -hmm. The closest one to us here in Lowell happens to be during the day on the 22nd of January. 
January. And I know that there are several UTL retirees and possibly members who are going to attend this and have some information to bring back. Mm -hmm. uh, check five for Friday if you want to go and hear things for yourself or put input in yourself. There are a couple of meetings that are scheduled for later in the day or in the evenings, but they're in other locales. So we'll put that information in five for Friday, but do know that um, the GIC is getting ready to set their new rates and their new policies. Which is and not always everything. a good thing. Not always. No. Last year it took all of us standing together to kind of rein them in a little it bit. It sure but did. Because we, we were did. very successful. Yeah. Because we did, we had uh, better rates than we expected, and I think the benefits were fairly close to what they had been the prior year. There were some glitches for yeah. sure. But, but we always have to be vigilant with them. Mm -hmm. Where is that meeting again, the one that's close the to us? The one that's close to us is in the McCormick Office Building in Boston, uh -huh. and it's January 22nd, and I believe the hours are 10 to 1.30, something similar to that. Okay. And there are people that are planning to go. I think they had it yeah. there last year as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll report back on that after we have attended it. Correct. Uh, we also have a ledger meeting coming up on January 14th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Mickey, what are some of the issues that LAJA is continuing to uh, oh, work on? Gosh. Uh, well, definitely uh, the recess task force, which has been meeting monthly. Mm -hmm. Our next meeting for that is January 17th, and it will be held at the Bartlett School this month. Um, we have two principals involved with that, uh, several parents and several teachers, and we're always looking for staff input on recess schedules, yeah. elementary and middle school level. Okay, so... Um, Leja has been has been very active with the recess issue, which is uh, pretty uh, controversial mm -hmm. in different ways, but that's what it's all about. That's why we're meeting. We have discussions, and we're trying to figure out the best way to move forward to get our students what they need. Uh, other issues that we've worked on have been diversity yeah. in, in our schools at the staff level. We have tremendous amounts of diversity at the student level and we need to promote greater diversity at the staff level as well mm -hmm. so that our kids uh, are able to relate to all of our staff members in different capacities. Uh, we've also been uh, talking, discussing about um, Neighborhood schools. Yeah. That's, that's been an issue that's kind of been slipped back to the back burner. It has, but it'll come back because I believe that was a motion put on by uh, Mr. Nutter at the school committee. A while ago. A while ago, yeah. and motions do get addressed. So They do. They do. So, we, but We need to do our due diligence on what that means. We have other really important issues mm -hmm. at hand right now. What else have we been discussing? Uh, well, I think something that's coming forward starting in January is the Fund Our Futures, mm -hmm. which is an effort to revisit uh, updating the foundation budget. We came close in July, but so ultimately close. didn't quite cross over the finish line so and close. people are gearing up at the state level with a lot of collaboration to kind of push this issue right to the front where mm -hmm. it needs to be. So we are busy we are. and we can use all kinds of uh, input, uh, parents, teachers, 
paraprofessionals, custodians, anyone who is in the schools working with children or to whom our children go home to every day. So, yeah, it generally runs 6 to 7.30, Mm -hmm. but that's not ground in cement. If you can only come 6 to 7, please come and join us. Um, It very, very rarely goes beyond the 7.30 deadline uh-huh. so yeah people don't have to they be run alarmed. a tight ship i'll tell they you they really that. do and they're respectful of people's time yes. because everybody everybody is so busy that if we don't if we don't respect people's time then we'd lose a lot of people yes absolutely so so I, we hope this brings you a little bit up to date. We're going to be moving forward in the future with some interviews. We hope we'll get some members who will be brave enough to come and talk about some of the fabulous things that go on in our low public schools. And we'll also introduce you to some people who work in the background to support UTL members. So thanks for listening to into this, our 25th podcast. Who believed that in, back in July? That's hard to believe. We will post some links to articles of interest, and we'll have some additional information detailed in our next Five for Friday e-blast. If you are a UTL member and do not receive Five for Friday, be sure to let us know by providing a non-work email address to utl495communications at gmail.com, and we'll get you in the loop right away. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We welcome your general comments and feedback. If you have suggestions for future podcasts, or if you're aware of UTL members who might be willing to share those expertise and experiences, send us an email at utl-straighttalk at gmail.com. We wish our listeners, and especially our UTL members, a healthy, happy 2019 and a calm re-entry. We'll be back next week with a new podcast. Until then, this is Amy Bisson with Mickey Dumont, wishing you a great week.